been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everyone. The first Brews Day of the new year, 2023. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, I can't stand it. <laughs> you sound excited. I'm so excited. I think maybe it's because I only had like five hours of sleep in 2023 so far. <laughs> so I could use starting the year off right then. Starting the year. Well, I don't know if right is the right word, but I'm definitely starting it <laughs> off somehow. So, well, good evening, everyone. Chad, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling a little, we're feeling a little light today. We, we, are. we don't have the professor. Yeah, he's a little under the weather today. A little under the weather. So we're so. letting him uh, get better so he can... Yeah, so talk to us about beer next week. Yeah, so Doc, if you are listening, we hope you're feeling better. Hope you're getting some rest and you're able to recover soon. And in your absence, we will drink beer and we will talk about it without you. <laughs> we hope we will do you proud. We want to do you proud. I don't think we're going to get into any of the science that no, we I don't think talk so. about. So <laughs> we'll, we won't have any kind of like you know weight and gravity and other other conversations right. although you can you can run us with that i won't do it so <laughs> uh, that's what we have doc for that's <laughs> i don't know anything about that well we should we should talk about something related to beer Science. which is beer right, we so we can talk about beer yeah what are we drinking today chad so this is a new one that we just got at the restaurant and even though it's not uh, autumn or fall anymore this is from Denver beer company called their Colorado autumn pale ale um a celebration of all things fall, deep Auburn American Pale, brewed with world-class Cascade and Chinook hops. So, trying something new here. Absolutely. So, this may or may not classify as a winter warmer. It may or may not. It's it's very similar. I mean, it's a little, little lighter. Yeah. Um, not as high alcohol as a lot of winter warmers. Right. But I think it's... It's not bad. No, it's definitely good. I am appreciating more and more the different types of beer, the different flavors of beer and everything else, and definitely getting the nose in it, and it's it's got a crisp taste to it. Yeah. It's um, almost fruity. Not really fruity, um, but it's some of the spices that you were talking about when you were reading the can, I think, yeah. definitely are coming out. Yeah. 6.9 uh, ABV, so right around that six and a half, seven percent yeah. So a little lower on the winter warmer scale, but uh, but still good. But definitely good. I will not stop sipping on it as we I will talk not about either. beer. <laughs> I think we'll do good so far. So you and I were talking right before we came on the air that I actually just came back from a trip in Canada. I spent a week up there with some really great friends. Uh, Rick and Joanne, who actually got married on New Year's Eve and awesome. was up there Sounds for that. Fun. And I, I got to be a part of a, a wedding ceremony. And I did not get to officiate because they've got all these rules about officiating sure. weddings. And you have to be an ordained minister of the state and all the other things that you have right. to do. It's not like here in Colorado where your dog can marry you if you want to. <laughs> you can't just um, go on the Internet and get. No, well, I've done that. So I can do that, too. <laughs> so if anybody out there needs an ordained minister to officiate your wedding later this year, let me know. Reach out to us at Brew Talk. <laughs> and uh, we could get an official Brew Talk ceremony going for you, maybe. There we go. That sounds fun. 
Yeah, but that was that was why we were there. So it was a lot of fun, and you know me, I'm a big whiskey guy, big bourbon guy, and so yeah. I got to try lots of different whiskeys up there, but had a few beers and had a, a relatively decent local craft Hefeweizen, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, so I'm, <laughs> I've got to text into my buddy, see if he can remind me see what if he it can was. Remind you. But I noticed that most of the beers up there, very, very much on the lighter side of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see a lot of stouts. Saw a few, but nothing that really, you know, was really heavy. They've got a few porters and things like that. But I found that just in looking and the way they do things up there, they literally have the government-run beer store, and that's the only place you can get beer. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. they You can hear Micah through the glass going, <laughs> what? So, kind yes. of like Utah, then. Yeah. So you've got the LCBO who does all of the, the regular liquor. Um and then they have a beer store, which I wanted to go in and wanted to get a selfie of me in front of the beer store. I was going to post it on the thing, but I didn't get that done because we had other things to do in Canada. Like, yeah. You, you were know, busy. Wedding and things of that yeah. nature. But it was good. But I did notice, at least in what I saw, was a lot of what I would think are lighter beers than than the heavier porter beers and a lot of the stuff, the winter warmer and things like that. It's so. inter- kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, because you think of Canada and colder and you would think it'd be more... You know, stout beers or yeah. something that's more warming or something like that. And I, I could have just, my sample size could have been wrong. True, so. true. But Canada is the home of Labatt's and yeah. Elsnore. And I, I did have a Molson while I was there. Hey, there you I go. thought I was only doing right if I at least had one Molson. <laughs> and um, I only had one. I only needed one. There, there you was, go. There was no yeah. other reason to have anything else. So. But yeah. So this is a good beer. What else is new? What are you hearing? What are you... Finding out from a restaurant standpoint about beers that are coming up this year. You know, there's a lot of new things coming out. Um, It's too hard to keep up. I mean, breweries almost every week have new beers coming out. Um, This time of year, you tend to see a lot of barrel-aged things coming out, um, stuff that they've kind of started a year or two ago and that are now coming into um, the flavor profiles and the that they that they were looking for when they brewed the beer, so um, you'll see a lot of that bottle releases with the ten, uh, barrel ages tend to be higher in alcohol, so you don't see a lot of them on tap. A lot of them tend to be bottle releases, but um, and we're still kind of getting to the end of the winter warmers, and we're starting now that January's hit. You'll start to see a lot of the spring releases, especially from some of the bigger. Um, craft breweries being announced. Um, I just saw the other day that Odell's has announced their St. Lupulin, which is their kind of spring seasonal beer, um, is being released here within the next month. And, um, you know, it just gets earlier and earlier every year, it seems like to me. Spring doesn't really (laughs) start for another couple of months, three months. um, But uh, we've already had uh, some announcements on some of those spring releases. So, And I'm sure there's some people that would like spring to get here even sooner. Yes, absolutely. Just know that we've had as of late. <laughs> well, I know that you know we had Tommy on from uh, Tightknit not too long ago, yeah. and you know they actually announced today that they're uh, releasing their dark lager. There so you go. Yeah, nights. yeah. So that's kind of cool, and and we've got all these other things. Just even you know close to us, what we're doing um, is kind of fun. So and this time of year, I think um, one of the ski resorts, I believe it's Breckenridge, does like a. Uh, barrel-aged and big beer festival. So it's a lot of stouts, a lot of barrel-aged stuff, a lot of winter or uh, 
barley wines. So it's the higher alcohol beers to where they just kind of do a festival outside in the cold at the ski area. Um, and you get to enjoy the beers to kind of help you warm up while you're out there enjoying the snow. Yeah, definitely. And as I'm looking around, also, um, Weldworks, want to make sure that we're giving shout-outs to the people around. They literally sure. just announced a brand-new beer. New beer, new year. They do a blueberry and huckleberry pie. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's coming out. So it's, uh, you know, 5.7. Yeah. brother-in-law just actually you know, um, was over there at Weldworks this weekend and um, through some connections of his, got a sneak peek at that beer and said it's wow. pretty good. So Interesting. Yeah, and you were talking about things that are getting released. Um, and, of course, I keep losing the, the little story the that little I had page. pulled up. But <laughs> um, the Steam Barrel IPA is back. Uh, they just released that um, last week. That yep. was announced. And so they're giving out a little bit bigger beer um, with a 6.2, and it's a West Coast-style IPA. So, yeah. again, lots of good stuff that's going on. Um, I haven't looked to see what – if Doc was here, we could ask him if they've got anything coming out for the new year. haven't seen anything from Crabtree as of late, but I'm sure they're doing some stuff. So, so it's we kind of talked last week with Doc, and we had um, the brewer from Yetter Brewing Company was yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing a collaboration that's a that's a stout that should be released – they're thinking around Valentine's Day, so interesting. It's a tropical stout, they called it, um, with flavors of pineapple and coconut. So, without giving any, they didn't really go into too much detail, sure, because they didn't want to give away too much. Yeah, what's going to happen? But there is no actual pineapple in the beer. It's all the hops that'll bring out that pineapple character. That's so. interesting. Yeah, and I love that about craft brewing and just brewing in general. How you can. Do things with certain hops and certain flavors that bring out a different flavor in what you're actually yeah, looking for in the beer, and it's depending uh, on the malts or the the, yeah. the hops or the whatever you the yeast even bring out different flavors. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens, and you always think like, um, you know, well, if it's a a weedy beer, a hefeweizen beer, there's got to be bread in it or something like that. Sure. There isn't. It's the yeast and the hops right. and the barley and all the different mixes. Clovey banana. That. Yeah. Yeah. The banana clove. I love a good banana clove <laughs> beer. So that's that's always what I'm looking for, which is why I think I was gravitating towards a hefeweizen I had when I right. was there you go. in the Sioux up in the Great White North. But it's uh, <laughs> an interesting thing. Yeah. So uh, good stuff going on with beer. Um, what else is going on, Chad, from a just from a restaurant, from a beer pairing perspective, I know you've got an event hopefully coming up at the end of the month. I think we the do. last time we talked, you said you had like the first six months already lined up yeah. for this year. So this month, uh, at the end of the month, we've got Timnath Brewworks coming. Um, so that exciting. I just took a sneak peek. We're kind of in the development uh, of the menu right now. Um, we've got our first draft done. We took a little look at it. We'll do some testing and try some things out and... And kind of go from there. Um, the one big thing that happens in January that affects a lot of breweries and, and bars is the whole uh, – everybody with their New Year's resolutions, um, there's the whole dry January thing um, where people say they're going to do dry January and they're not going to drink all January, um, which um, you wouldn't think has a, a much of an effect on bars and, and breweries. Because there's so many people out, and there's a lot of people who visit these places, but it really does. I mean, mm. just uh, you know, it enough people do it that you you tend to notice in your, really? in your sales numbers. So, um, along those lines, though, you're seeing a lot of 
breweries and tap houses and bars bringing in non-alcoholic beer options or mocktail options. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of increase in in those to where, um, you know, there's some non-alcoholic beer has come a long way since the old days where it was just, <laughs> I think there was two or three of them I was out saying, there. Well, there, was, there was Odell o- and, yeah. or, or not Odell. Odell. Odell's. There you go. That's what beer drinkers being, drink when they're not drinking beer. That's right. that. And um, Coors Cutter. <laughs> Coors Cutter. There you go. Right? So there was a couple out yeah. there. But now there's every flavor of Guinness has one. That's a yeah. Guinness beer. Um, there's uh, Bootstrap in Longmont has um, four different beers that are all, they have a Golden, they have an IPA, they have a um, a couple others that I, um, they're escaping me right now. But, um, you know, there's the brewers are, are, are brewing these styles of beers, so it's you have a choice. If you're an IPA drinker, there's a non alcoholic IPA out there for you. If you're a stout drinker, there's a non alcoholic stout out there for you. So it's not just the O'Doul's and the Coors Cutters yeah. and, and the lightest beer flavored water out there wow. that you can find. So, well, personally, I've never made a resolution like that. So yeah. I, I, I haven't do anything either. like that. And but I understand and appreciate where they're going with that. So. Would you see those the sales of beer go up after January? Because I think if I had quit something that I really enjoyed in January, I think I would probably in February just start drinking. Like, like Mountain Dew. If I wasn't drinking Mountain Dew for a month, I would drink Mountain Dew heavily starting in February. So you do see an increase in sales, but it tends to happen – Starting around Valentine's Day. So I think even though people have stopped drinking through the month of January, they kind of see Valentine's Day coming up if they have a significant other, and they kind of save up for that. Um, Or at the end of January, they get those credit card bills from December, and they're trying to pay those off, and then finally they've had enough, and then they start drinking again. So you you do see the drinking go up in February. Or if they do something wrong and they don't get the right gift on Valentine's Day, right. maybe they do need to start drinking. And I always thought that's why St. Patrick's Day was so big, because people have had enough of the the cold and not drinking. And there's, always, there's a joke that the Irish invented St. Patrick's Day, so during Lent they could have one day of gluttony and, and drinking during Lent, so it was a little break. So I say, who cares? Just enjoy your 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 life. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We'll take it. Well, on that note, we will take a break. We'll pay a few bills. We'll have some commercials. And then we come back. We will. Chad and I are going to decide whether or not we're going to stick with this table bear or we're going to pivot and go with a different one before we get into our review beer in the third segment. So stick around and figure out whether or not we're sticking with the Denver beer or we're calling an audible. We'll see you in a, sh- in a few. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you from the Allo Communications Studios in downtown Greeley, Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I'm here with the immaculate Chad Young as we are discussing beers and <laughs> and New Year's resolutions and Molson Canadian beer and all sorts of other stuff. So, 
And Chad, we decided to we're sticking with the we're sticking with it. Colorado. Yeah, that's right. Time we, being, we we can't mix up our palates too much by that's having right. too many different beers in this show. That, that would be just be inappropriate. Fresh and clean palate when it yes. comes to the time for the review beer. Yes, we will get to that in the next segment. But yeah, so question we posted today on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Question of the day: If what is the celebrity that dead or alive? that you would like to sit down and have a beer with. We've got a couple people that have chimed in here. Brady Hull of The Hull Show here. Oh, I, I, I know him. <laughs> he chimes in with Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. Soundgarden, yep. Okay. Um, Daniel Yetter of Yetter Brewing, um, our guest last week, uh, chimes in with Anthony Bourdain. Um, he also says, I doubt we'd have the same beer. He wasn't an advocate exactly for craft beer, but the conversation would be fun. Um, I also had responded with Anthony Bourdain um, just because of the conversation. I think he's a great guy to sit down, would have been a great guy to sit down and and have a a great conversation. But then I uh, threw in my little Jerry Garcia as well. There you go. um, You know, as a Grateful Dead fan, I better. Sure. I think that would be fun as well. Yeah. And and I would give you and Micah and everybody else out there three guesses on what mine would be. And the first two don't count. So Kenny Lee. Close. You're in the right family. But oh, uh, be, the drummer. It would be Neil Peart. Yes. That would absolutely be mine. And and I think part of it is that he was such – he was definitely not a religious man at all. He was very much um, – I don't want to call him um, agnostic. Um, but he was definitely someone who felt that there was something bigger and he was not a big um, proponent of religion. And so I'd love to just right. chat with him on some of that. And, you know, his song Free Will was a real big element of that. And yeah. I know he was a big wine drinker, so I don't have any idea what kind of beer that he would drink. However, in a great segue moment, Rush actually has released their own beer. Is that right? So there's actually a Rush beer out, and I'm trying to remember when it was going to be available in the U.S., um, but it was this crazy thing that they had done, and I didn't think to look at look for it when I was in Canada. That would have been a really good thing for me to do, but it's called Rush's Golden Ale, and um, they just are start doing this thing, and they partnered with Henderson Brewing, it looks like, and they were just doing a couple different beers. Um, and apparently, now that I'm looking online, right in the middles, we're doing this. So this is live. <laughs> um, and this was actually uh, looking back at November of last year, crazy okay. for us to say, that the Henderson Brewing Company partnered with them, and they were doing a release that you could get in the U.S. And they're, they're, look at that. There's reference to the LCBO, which is the the Liquor Canadian board, whatever it is, but that's how you have to buy beer and alcohol. And they were doing that, but the latest one was the, um, the gold nail. And so that's been an interesting thing. Yeah. So, well, and I know that, you know, I'm a whiskey guy, bourbon guy. I think I mentioned that in the last segment. We'll try and make sure we mention that every segment. (laughs) Um, but a lot of these bands are going through and doing this. I know Metallica's got a a whiskey out and there's other bands that are doing gin. So I'm seeing a lot of these partnerships, with a lot of these organizations that are doing stuff. So and, it's and I've seen Grateful Dead themed beers. I yep. think Dogfish Head, um, not too long ago, uh, did an American Beauty Ale that was Grateful Dead themed. It had the the dancing bears across the front. Um, there's a brewery in Fort Collins, I believe, called Obstacle that um, 
names a lot of their beers after Grateful Dead lyrics, and and I've seen some other breweries do that, but I've nothing necessarily partnered um, with the band itself. Um, so that is exciting. I've seen, I think Primus, the band has a winery. Yep. Um, and there's other bands that have wineries, but um, a beer is great. That's exciting. Yeah, it looks like it's the third one in their series. As I'm looking online at the Henderson Brewing Company, and they they have the Moving Pictures Ale. Okay. And they also have a Signals line, um, which looks like a different series of beers. Um, and they are it's a series of Belgian inspired beers, and so they've got um, looks like some. Probably one I would like. It's golden, hazy appearance, white head, cloves, bubble gum, light citrus, Belgian esters, big apple character, Belgian yeast. So those are some things that you can get in the signals run. And then you've got the other one. So kind of interesting. Fun stuff. To are these get. only available in Canada? Or well, I know so that, we can track down here in the States. Uh, it said that it was going to be available in the U.S. Um and let's see what it says. So I'm going directly from Rush.com. And it says, thanks to all the fans of the U.S. for clamoring for Rush Gold Nail. We are proud to announce it will be available um, in there. And it's pre-order right now directly from Rush's website. Okay. So obviously you can get it. And that was as of November 13th of last year. So, okay. So there you go. There's definitely ways that you can get it. Um, you can also order you know, one of their albums. You can get Getty Lee's Big Back Book of Big, beautiful book of bass and permanent waves 40th anniversary album while you're there at the same time. So where else can you get amazing music and beer simultaneously from the same? Sounds website? like a the Metallica. Show we com. Do. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> That'd be a fun show. Track down a beer that's themed Ooh, yeah. after our favorite bands. And maybe what we should do is we should ask our audience if you're listening out there, either send us a. You know, Facebook message or a chat or something else like that. Let us know what other music-inspired beers you're aware of and let us know. And maybe we could do that. Maybe um, sometime in either February or March, we could do a show dedicated to music-inspired brews from around the country that we can come up with. Now, I know, and we kind of talked with this about um, somebody from Bootstrap in a previous version of this show, um, but... On a lot of their beers, they have songs they recommend that they pair with a certain type of the beer at the time. So, Wow. Um, really fun concept. And a lot of their artwork on the cans kind of revolves around that song that they kind of want you to pair with a beer. So, so that's a great only, concept as well. So not only do we give listeners an opportunity to understand the better foods to pair with the beer that we're tasting – there's other wow. opportunities to pair the music. Try this song with this beer. Try this song. Let us know with what this you beer. think. Wow. That is a really interesting <laughs> approach. I'm sitting here just thinking, going, wow, I, I'm not sure how maybe with, the beer might change the way the music sounds. Right, with I'm the broad sure. musical stylings that everybody enjoys, I think it'd be tough to kind of. Narrow a beer down to a few it would. different songs. Yeah, you can only really enjoy this beer if you're listening to like a 78 Manilow. Anything <laughs> else, you're just not going to be happy. <laughs> as long as it's not air supply. If it's air supply, I think that'll drive a lot of people to sobriety. It could. You it never could. know. It, you know, Maybe that's what they're going for. You never know. You it's never a little know. bit crazy. But yeah, that is really, really odd. I've never even heard of that kind of mindset of 
pairing a beer with music. Yeah, I thought that was a great. I thought that it, it's just fun. Great marketing. Yeah, yeah, tons of fun. So Verboten does a lot of their beers are named after lines from movies. Yep, and I've seen lots of lots of beer names after lyrics mm-hmm. from songs or different songs, but yep. Actually pairing a song to a, a type of beer, yeah. um, I thought was a great idea. Well, and Wiley Roots, we know, does a really good job of kind of coming up with some unique and creative ways to tie a lot of different things, whether it's movies or pop culture events or whatever else, to some of their beer names. Sure. So it's yeah. it's fun. Like you talked about, you've seen breweries who their beers are all named after, you know, either song titles or, or movie lyric, movie. Um, lines or movie titles or something yeah. like that. So it's interesting when you get into that. The nuances and the creativity that come within the craft beer industry that we are just <laughs> we are just a, a drop a in of, the bucket. A lot of names out there that are pretty wild and crazy. I, I have seen that as well. You're like, <laughs> wait, that it's like got a 14-word name. Right. That would be another one for the listening. If you've got a beer that's got like a 12-word name or something, that'd be kind of interesting. We should do that as maybe it's a It's interesting when you order it and you have to go through yeah. the whole Yeah, can words. I just have number seven because right. it's got like 12, 12 I'm not, words I'm not in the saying title. all of that. Just yeah, I can't me. say all of that. That's just – it's crazy. So, well, good stuff we're talking about. When we come back, we're going to jump into our review beer of the day. It's a little bit out of left field, but also right up my alley. And so we're looking forward to that. So stick around. We'll come back on the other side of the half hour and we will try a different beer. Come back and join us. We'll talk to you in a minute. I was wondering if I could just not even start talking if I just looked at Micah how long he would let this song (laughs) play as we played it. (laughs) And we were just talking about free will. Gosh, I wonder why I played it. I wonder why he played that. (laughs) Because I just talked about it. So, wonderful. So, well, we are back and we are going to be reviewing our review beer is from Locavore Beer Works in Littleton, Colorado, and it is their Heisenberg Green Chili Pale Ale. And um, I'm looking on the can right now, and it says, when the chili harvest comes and the roasters sprout up around town, signaling fall in the southwest. It's a magical time, but it doesn't last. Enjoy it, and the Heisenberg... Joy it and the Heisenberg while you can do it. So I uh, have to give my son Cody credit for introducing me to this beer because I had never heard of it or tried it before, but I do like a good chili beer on occasion. So I'm curious to see how this all pans out. I feel like I'm slightly biased because I've tried this beer You've before. You've tried it before. I have, but I promise to be completely unbiased in my judging and opinions of the beer. Very good. Um, first thing I think of, you read chili roasters on the can, the mm-hmm. aroma yes. right away is yeah. that, that aroma of the, the, the roasting. roasting. Yeah, the roasted chilies. It's not just a chili. No. It's the roasted chili. And I think that's actually kind of brilliant. And I've noticed that I want to drink this out of a glass, not yes. out of the can. Okay. For that reason. Yeah, to get that aroma. Yeah, you and... just don't get the nose if you're trying yeah. to drink it right out of the can. 
Um, first sip, um, you again, you get that roastiness in the flavor. Yep. But it's not overpowering like a lot of chili beers are. You know, a lot of them are, I call it instant heartburn. Yep. Or some of them can be instant heartburn um, that I think would be good as red beers or breakfast beers or Bloody Mary beers. But um, this is certainly the, the flavor is there, but it's not overpowering and instant heartburn for me. Definitely. I'm checking out the can. Brewed with fresh fire roasted hatch green chilies. So we definitely are getting that. I'm not I'm trying to see my ABV on this, and I'm not. Oh, there it is. No? It, it doesn't taste very high. I would guess in the 6 to 7 range, just off what I'm tasting. Um, pale ale, yeah. it's a great golden color. It really is. Um, the head dissipates really quickly. It really though. does. So I would... I don't know. I, and again, this is where the chemistry, we should be reliant right. on Doc to give us all the nuances of that. Is that normal for a, a pale ale? Well, and, and it can be. Um, but what I do notice is as I swirl it a little bit. I just saw you do that. The head does stick to the edge of the glass and mm-hmm. kind of hangs around for a little bit. Yeah. So um, that's an that's a indication to me of a, a, a good English-style pale ale. Because a lot of times when I'm drinking an English-style You'll get the lines of of head that kind of just mark your glass as you're enjoying it. Sure, and just kind of continue down. Yeah. Um, but as you know, I'm generally I'm not a, a a huge fan of chili beers. I enjoy them every once in a while, but a lot of it is because that instant heartburn thing. Yep. And a lot of them are overpowering to me. Um, I'm just not getting that for yeah. this. I'm actually really enjoying this. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying the beer that I brought in for us to review because. I feel really bad if I brought in a, a stinker. But, you know, the other thing that I notice is that um, it's not overly complex, which I appreciate. Right. I think when you're going to do a good, whether it's a, a a fruity beer or a flavor, you know, anything that you're going to do with a nuanced beer. I think some of the things I'm seeing in craft breweries now is they've got all these different flavors. And I know right. we were talking earlier on the show about, you know, you've got, you know, some coconut and what was and coconut pineapple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that I can get because those go together. But you run into that. And we saw it at the Great American Beer Fest. Right. There were like seven different flavors that were listed on a beer. Just trying to do too much in one thing. Um you know, and I kind of feel that way about food, too. I think food should be simple and the flavors should highlight each other and, yeah. and be there. Instead of trying to throw as many things as you can and be as crazy as you can, um, I think there's there's a lot of nuance and simplicity. Um, and, and I'm really getting that. And I think choosing a pale ale style to add the chilies to, I think, um, is really a good idea. And that kind of, you know, shows that, that. We can be simple and just throw one thing in there, and it, and it'd be a good beer. Yeah, I think that's there's a dance there, and that's yeah. what we keep you know finding out and listening. And every time we try and review a new beer, or we do a new table beer, it's that balance. And some of them get three or four beers, or three or four different flavors or different elements in it, and they pair and they blend really well together. Other times they're like, this is just too much. I'm overwhelmed right. and I don't really know what to think right. and I'm not sure how to handle this. And I I like a good brewery that is able to do both. And you know, I don't know a lot of 
other beers that this brewery produces and certainly up for some additional options in the future. But this one really struck me as a good positive um, option when it comes to a chili beer. So, yeah, I'm local and they're out of Littleton. You Littleton. Said? Yep. I like the name of the beer, too. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of enjoying this. Pairs with chili rellenos, carne asada, and golden aspen aspen groves. Hmm. Golden aspen groves. That just makes me think of fall. It's like in right? Colorado. It's like you go up in the mountains and you're watching the aspens turn, and you get a great thing, and you sit here with the chili beer and stuff like that. And I think. Between you know what we get in New Mexico and what we get in Colorado with all the green chilies and the roasting and stuff like that, I think it fits. This definitely is a beer yeah. that seems to be right in our kind of you know wheelhouse, so to speak. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm still I've gone over the can like five times. I still cannot figure <laughs> out the the alcohol content. It's like I don't know. Maybe they just decided and. And here goes Chad on the interwebs. Yeah. He's going to figure Distract it out. Distract the people that, while I like, try to Google yeah. this really quick. Is that You know, one of the other things, early on in my beer tasting years, I think I've mentioned before, we used to go to the Great American Beer Fest, and we would decide, what are we going to try? And we'd get focused on something. And chili beer was one of the ones that we tended to really gravitate towards. Because there weren't a lot of them, especially early on in the 90s and the early 2000s when we went to the beer fest. Right. And you'd have four or five, and it would be like, some were great, some were horrible. I know we talked about one of the ones that we tried this past year, and it was like there was this chili beer that wasn't a chili beer. There was no chili taste to it whatsoever. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's it's interesting how you get that. You run into that with, you know, imperial stouts and all the other elements. There's some that really hit the mark and some that are way off the mark. So don't know what we're finding, but we are trying to buy time until Chad can figure out what the alcohol ball is for our beer. I'm scrolling through the uh, the beer list here. He's working on it. This is where... They got you, a lot of beers listed. And this is where you know that we are pretty much ad-libbing the entire show when we are completely <laughs> unprepared for anything that we're talking about online. But it's what makes we it a great show. We never claimed to be professional We radio did not. Folks. We never did, no. We're just here pretending. We are just here... You yeah. know, and I honestly, it's not listed. It's not on even their, listed on their website. Uh, on their website so. Well, we're going to make a shout out to them. We'll see if we can actually tag them when we post the pictures of the review later on and say, "Hey, by the way, if you can let us know what the alcohol content is, we'd be happy to update our post with that." So, right now, it might not be a session beer. Might be. We don't know. We can't tell you. We literally do not have enough information to give you that. Information. Just know it's not super high in alcohol. Yeah, it's not. You don't yeah. get that alcoholic burn right. or that you know warming feeling when you're drinking it. Right. Um, Although I think the chili does that for you a little bit. I, I think, think the chili does that for you yeah. a little bit, but it's not an alcohol warm. Right. I think there's a difference for me anyway yeah. between the chili warming and an alcohol yeah. warming. It's kind of the difference, like when you're eating something, is it spicy hot or is it heat hot? Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. Is it going to burn your mouth because? It's like 195 degrees or 215 degrees, or is it going to burn your mouth because it's, it's a scorpion? It's chili so spicy, pepper. yeah. It's a four million Scoville kind <laughs> right. of thing, and you're going like that. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So, well, this is a pretty good beer, Chad. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, like I said, not a huge. Um, don't drink a lot of uh, chili beers on the regular, but um, 
this one I could definitely get behind and enjoy. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I think we should go to break, and we come back, we are going to grade this beer, and then some of the hints are going to be determined on whether or not we open up another one and we finish it off in our last segment. <laughs> so we're going to go to break. When we come back, you'll get our grades, and we'll find out whether or not this one gets the Brutox stamp of approval. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you live from downtown Greeley from the Allo Communications Studios on 103.1 and 1310 KFK, Northern Colorado's voice. During the break, we were discussing hot, 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 hot sauces and peppers and everything else. And we found out that the number one hottest sauce in the world right now is the Mad Dog 357, which comes in at an amazing nine million scoville now the thing is there's 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 like chili pepper freaks out there that crossbreed all these peppers and try to get the hottest they can yeah there was a series on netflix that was like weird competitions and one of them was a chili eating competition and there was people that bowed out at habaneros or jalapenos but then they went and the higher they got the more people they had five-gallon buckets for them to throw up in and oh, just sweat. And yeah. then there's just one guy that's eating these peppers while people are passing out, and it's not even phasing him. Yeah. It's just – it's incredible. It just it gave me heartburn just watching him. Wasn't he a, uh, a farmer, though? He was one of those guys who he was He was. He was one of the guys that they kind of bred them and, and tried to grow – you saw the – so you saw the – I didn't see that, but I think I saw a story on him, and he would just go through his plants and just eat them. Yeah. And I don't know if he was the creator of the Carolina Reaper, but he created something really hot. Yeah, he created one of those and then just kept going, and he's crossbreeding all these different peppers. He's a mad scientist, I tell you. Yeah. I I was saying— Experimental pepper number 23. Yeah, it's a little crazy. I was saying that I think the hottest one I've ever done is 3 million Scoville, and it— I believe it's the LD50 hot sauce, and Jeez. there's a there's a little store in San Francisco on the right off the bay that you can actually try different this hot sauce, and you have to sign a waiver. But it is three million Scoville, and it is a combination of the four hottest peppers in the world: habanero, scorpion, reaper, and the ghost pepper. Yeah, plus a little more chili and pepper Jeez. extract. So it's it's crazy, and I remember. The first time I tried it, it was like, oh, my gosh, and this person should, like, be, you know, selling milk <laughs> like it's going out of, si- out of style. But My son um, ran cross-country, and they did a team camp up in Estes Park that has a hot sauce store. Yeah. And he has a story where he tried one that nobody else would try, <laughs> where he, he started sweating, and then it hit his stomach, and he's like, I got to go. And he ran the five miles back to the cabin <laughs> they were staying at, was hallucinating. Oh, geez. Spent some time in the bathroom, doesn't remember oh, it wow. all. Um, and that just says it all about how hot some of those peppers can yeah, be. Yeah, that's a little crazy. So just to go on record, 
the green chili pale ale that we are discussing not today near that hot. is not anywhere near a three because million Scoville. So. My fifty-year-old stomach, after working yeah. in the food industry, cannot handle anything near no. that hot anymore. Yeah, we did not have to sign a waiver to drink no, this beer today. We so did that's, not. that's kind of, you know that you're you're kind of you know playing with fire when you have to actually sign a waiver when right. you do that. So. Well, we should reveal our scores and our rankings for the beer. And I feel like that hopefully this will go well, but we're going to do it on a count of three. One, two, three, go. And there you go. go. We, We literally have a growler and a keg. So we have another Brew Talk stamp of approval for a beer. And those of you out there that know me... Might be surprised that I gave a chili beer a growler rating. Yeah, so, so. talk about that, Chad. Tell us why you did Again, that. Um, you know, I just, my stomach doesn't handle chili pepper very well anymore um, in hot things. And a lot of times, chili beers, to me, are very overpowering to where it's more chili flavor than beer flavor. And it's it's just trying to get out there and be as hot as you can or as wacky. Some of, some of them you get you add fruit flavors in there, um, like um, peaches, habanero peach. I see a lot of those. Yep, um, things like that. But I feel like this beer is beer first, and then the the chilies are especially. I think the roasting kind of mellows it out um, and adds a balance and a flavor to it, rather than just trying to be a hot chili Agreed. beer. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, like I said, I feel like this was a little bit one where I was already coming in a little bit unbiased because I've tried it before and I really yeah, do like yeah. it. But it was one of those I was curious to see what was going to be thought of by other people. And I'm you know, thrilled to know that I am not so off the <laughs> reservation that I'm thinking this beer is great and other people are going, oh, no, this is terrible. But it, to your point, the nose really leads with that roasted chili aroma it does. and the flavor follows. And that's one of the things as we've been doing these tastings and we've been reviewing these beers that some of the beers do an amazing job of really sticking true to what the nose tells you is coming. Yeah. And that really helps enhance the flavor and the taste and the enjoyment of the beer that you're having. Well, and sometimes the, the aroma and the beer don't match right. the flavor and the, the aroma. And I think this time, that's that, that you know it, it pairs really well right off the bat and you know roasted chilies are one of my favorite aromas in the world even though i can't always <laughs> enjoy the peppers um anymore but you know that's just a long time of working the food industry I'm sure and, it is and <laughs> tasting yeah. things that uh maybe i shouldn't have um but um we will but, follow up with that on another episode of Brew Talk on what the, did Chad try that the older he you get, shouldn't the, have. Yeah, you know, there's bets and money involved and things. <laughs> oh, anyway, we definitely got to get into well, this. <laughs> that's another show. It's Brew Talk, not what did Chad eat for money talk. Um, <laughs> stick of butter. Maybe next week we will bring in a couple. We'll bring in a round of saltines and we'll see there if you can do the six saltine <laughs> challenge <laughs> there was a party once i ate a stick of butter for 20 bucks wow we'll just okay. throw that out there 
Not sure I could do that now at 50. Yeah, I'm not. But at 20? You know, you might be able to, but the question becomes, would you want to? Would you be willing to? Exactly. And would my doctor enjoy me coming to him (laughs) and say, yeah, I ate a stick of butter the other night. What are you so, doing? So Chad will message your wife and say, hey, in a couple weeks, you just need to listen to the show <laughs> and then tell your doctor. The next time Chad comes in, you just replay him the show and go, let's talk about these things first. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So Anyway. Well, what we got to experience today was a really good autumn beer. It we really got was, something yeah. that was, you know, Denver Beer Company. Good job on that one. It was a great table beer. And then we got a chili beer that really kind of stuck the landing. That's kind of the phrase I'm going to use in that regard. Maybe I'm going to just coin that phrase, and that's going to be my phrase going forward. If a beer sticks the landing, that's going to be a beer for me. I'm going to and it really, really kind well. of changed my mind on chili beers. Interesting. So. Oh, you guys heard it here first. Chad Young, mind has been changed on chili beer right here on Brew Talk. So that Greeley, just goes Colorado. to show you, if you don't think you like a title beer... Get out there and try one, because I you bet there's one it. out there that you would enjoy. Well, and you guys have done that for me with IPAs and some of the other things, is that I know I can find one for you that you will like, even though you say you don't like them and everything else. And I definitely will tell you, my beer palate has grown tremendously over the last several months since we've been doing this show. But it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a great enjoyable. And here, Chad, is to 2023 being an incredible year for Brew Talk in Greeley, Colorado. So for Chad Young, this is Scott. And for Doc missing us, we're going to sign off. Have a great day, everybody.